Hey there, green future growers. Thanks for joining us today. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or your favorite Android app. And let's get growing. Get your copy of the Organic Oasis Guidebook available today from Amazon for just $26.95. And it's got 12 lessons designed to help you create your own Organic Oasis um, it starts with healthy soil. It talks about building an earth-friendly landscape. It helps you understand the difference between annuals and perennials and how to bring in beneficial insects. It talks about fruit trees and just um, all the lessons that I've learned on my podcast mixed with what Mike and I have done here. Okay, what Mike has done here at Mike's Green Garden and just um, I hope that it will help you on your garden journey uh, to create, like I said, your own organic oasis um, where you can have healthy food and enjoy, um, you know, a very special place. And most of all, it's good for Mother Earth. <laughs> Still at episode 300. just uh, <laughs> But I haven't recorded an episode, I don't know, in a couple of weeks. So um, sometimes it's a surprise to get sure. back on the mic. Uh, anyway... Uh, welcome to the Organic Gardener podcast today. So it is Thursday, May 2nd, 2019, and I have another podcaster on the line who we're going to talk about the importance of eating organically today and helping some people. Maybe you know somebody or you're in this situation, but, um, so her website is called Fab Fertile and her podcast is Get Pregnant Naturally podcast. Here with us is Dr. Sarah Clark. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for being on our show today. And so, um, I, this is something that actually touches me personally a lot because Mike and I never got to have our own kids. We have, I have two stepdaughters and five grandkids hmm. and I always tell, like I worked at Apple when the iPad came out and, um, I got my very first iPod touch and I was like, if I would have had this when I was trying to get pregnant, I bet I would have got pregnant. And so like things have come so far oh, yeah. in the last like 20 something years and, um, and so I, I just think this is wonderful and I've listened to you on some other people's shows and just, uh, I think you're going to have a lot of great things for people to learn about today. So, uh, my listeners do always tell me to be quiet, so I'm just going to let you go from there and tell listeners a little bit about yourself and, uh, I don't know, and about your podcast and your business. Awesome. Yeah. So I help couples that are struggling uh, with infertility. So I had my own journey with infertility where I was diagnosed with premature ovarian failure at the age of 28. And so uh, that's basically the loss of function of the ovaries before the age of 40. And um, and so for me, I had these weird health symptoms going on. So I had um, my, my cycles were irregular. I had chronic yeast infections. I had acne all of a sudden in my early 20s. And obviously my, my cycles were irregular. And then so I had this goal where I wanted to get married at 25, have my kids at 28. So I got married at 25. And at 28, my my cycles were still irregular. So I um, went to my OBGYN, and that's when I was diagnosed with premature ovarian failure. So I remember her reaching up and grabbing the packet to the to the I, um, to the IVF clinic, and off I went. And basically being told my only option was to have my kids using donor eggs. Now, I never looked back to any of those health symptoms that I was dealing with. And then I went straight to the clinic and got on a list for a donor egg and had my um, my daughter um, I had my daughter on the first fresh transfer and she is 17. So this is back in the day when you say donor eggs and people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. So and now do do the, the standard Western diet and lifestyle, it's a lot more common. There's 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 people are doing uh, embryo adoption and embryo donation. So um, because all the all the all the IVF cycles going on, there's people are either donating those to research or donating or to, to other couples. Um, and then I had two embryos left over and then I wanted to have my, my kids close together. So I ended up, um, going back in my, I was like super stressed, wanted to have the kids close together. My husband's like, Sarah, you know, slow, uh, slow down. And I, I didn't listen and I went in there and those embryos failed. And so that tra those transfer failed. And then I went on a, a second list for another donor. I was lucky enough to have our son will, uh, on the first, uh, fresh transfer there. So he's 14. And this is, you know, um, uh, many years ago. And then really my, my health took a, took a nosedive. So after I had my daughter, I got nine colds, every cold went into a sinus infection. I thought it was a great idea to take, take, um, 
antibiotics for every science infection completely destroyed my my the health of my gut and then I ended up getting vertigo I had toenail infections I had dandruff I had the acne got worse I had chronic bladder infections was peeing blood I had um, the yeast infections got worse the science infections just wouldn't go away and then I uh, and I was in HR at the time and then I um, decided I wanted to bring uh, I wanted to bring life coaching into the corporate environment so I took a life coaching course and that's where I had my own personal wake-up call and decided that I really liked health and wellness, which is what I've always liked all along. And I took a health coaching course, and that's when I discovered I had these food sensitivities. So for me, I'm intolerant. At the time, I was just I discovered I was intolerant to dairy and gluten. Took those out of my diet, and then lo and behold, as I'm making diet and make, making lifestyle changes as well, those the 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 bladder infections went away, the science infections went away, the acne, the skin became clear. And then making those continual lifestyle infections. And I also did a stool test a little while, um, little while after that. Discovered I had some gut infections. So then healed the gut. And um, and so for me though, I didn't discover this till I was 40. I was fully in menopause, so it was too late for me. So if you're cycling naturally, if you're listening to this, if you're cycling naturally, um, there's things we can do using the tools of functional medicine. And to me, food and diet is is the cornerstone of everything. Well, I love to hear that because, you know, my show is all about growing healthy food. Yes. And my listeners know that I'm more the organic eater than even the organic gardener. My husband's the organic gardener, uh, kind of like you were saying in the pre-chat that your husband's the gardener. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to talk about next? Like, do you want to talk about like what food specifically people can, like, I know in the, in the, one of the interviews I was listening that you were talking about, um, you know, starting with like a, uh elimination diet is mm -hmm. a great way to begin yeah absolutely so for our couples that we that we coach we have them start an elimination diet and basically you take out the top allergens for 10 days so that's dairy gluten soy corn peanuts and eggs take them out for 10 days so you can do anything for 10 days take it out for 10 days and then you systematically reintroduce it so after the 10 days it's not that you're gonna go have a pizza after the 10 days you then well, this is this is the important part of it because this is the gold standard to see how food impacts your body. So if people bring back in corn, it could flare up their asthma because corn is is you probably talked all about this on your your podcast, the most you know genetically modified crop and sprayed with glyphosate. So um, a lot of people have have issues with corn. Other people, as I say, flare flare up their asthma. Um, dairy over sixty to seventy percent of people are actually intolerant to to, to dairy. So, Wait, can we just um, back up one sec? Like one thing about corn that I'm not always sure people realize because my husband's constantly pointing out to me, he's like, you know, you complain about putting corn in this and corn in that, but then you're always eating like corn tortilla chips and, you know, corn tortilla, like corn or corn syrup is in like, it's in so many things that a lot of people don't realize yeah. too, right? Mm -hmm. High fructose corn syrup and like literally I found corn, like cornstarch in orange juice. Like what's it doing there? So it's a cheap filler. So, and it's so really, and a lot of people, they may know, I think the dairy and gluten thing is becoming a little more mainstream. Although even in my circles of people, not, not, you know, not as much, but every, I, I did a whole whack of calls with some people back in, um, in February I was talking to a lot of people and I would, the, the, the amount of people that were doing keto. So, you know, we, we were in the paleo craze. Now we're in the keto craze. Um, and we, we look at a more in, uh, individualized diet because the keto can be right for some people, but not right for others. So anyways, we do the elimination diet and then, then we uh, bring back in dairy. People could feel, you know, sinuses flare up. They could feel phlegmy, um, gluten, uh, people could have digestive issues, but with, with food sensitivities, it impacts, um, it, people just think, oh, it's, it's, it's digestion, so bloating, gas, burping, things like that. But it goes to mood, so ADHD, depression, anxiety. It can impact your, um, your, your joints, so stiff joints, um, arthritis. It can impact the uh, skin. So for me, it was acne, so acne, uh, eczema, uh, rosacea, dermatitis, and then also autoimmune. We, we work with a lot of people that have um, un, undiagnosed Hashimoto's, so, so thyroid issues, uh, thyroid dysfunction um, and celiac disease and and more autoimmune issues that they're also struggling with with infertility. So the the food piece is huge, and then also obviously we recommend everyone going 100% organic because we're in the middle of this huge food experiment with you know uh, glyphosate, so herbicides and pesticides being sprayed on your foods. 
and and it's impacting our fertility as well as other other um, other diseases too. So now I think fertility from it used to be 60-40 for uh, 60% of the time it was male it was uh, female infertility and now it's and now it's it's the stats are showing it's 50-50. Even though well, with, the yeah. other thing I feel like I'm hearing is like, look at all these other um, diagnoses and symptoms that we're all facing that this affects. So even though we're specifically talking about infertility today, like I'm hearing all sorts of symptoms that it could affect that have, you know, that other people might be feeling. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times we, especially for infertility, you've got this infertility diagnosis, be it you heard of low ovarian reserve being, you know, you premature ovarian failure, unexplained infertility, especially with, especially with unexplained infertility, people look at the diet last, whereas like that's the first step in functional medicine is what are you placing on your fork every day? And so getting to the root cause. So if you have a food sensitivity or, or is it the fact that you were on, um, you were on hormonal birth control, for, for years, which a lot of people I speak to are on on the birth con- on birth control pill, and that impacts the health of their their gut health, so their 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 microbiome as well as their ability to absorb nutrients. So you can eat this beautiful healthy diet, but if you're not absorbing it properly, so then that does that then predispose you to these food sensitivities, and then um, and then gut infections. So a lot of times when we work with people, there's we 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 run a stool test and it looks at the DNA of your stool and the majority of people are coming back with some sort of gut infection similar to what, to what to what I had. So we have people with multiple parasites, bacterial infections, um, yeast infections. Like it's different for everyone, but it's again the health of the gut. And was that because you know what what predisposed you to it? Was was it the fact? Was it some of the environmental toxins from the food? Was it the birth control pill? Was it um, a, you know high use of antibiotics? That was me. I'm like. Every cold went into a sinus infection. I took antibiotics. I became allergic to all the antibiotics I was taking. I didn't even know what I was going to do because I was peeing blood, and then changed, you know, changed my diet and made and made these these lifestyle changes as well. So, um, yeah, and, and I guess with our conversation here, like food is is the most important thing, and to really to to start with the elimination diet, see how food impacts your body. So you'll know exactly how it, you know, sometimes we think, oh, we have this digestive issue or we have this skin issue, or maybe we just think we're an irritable person. Well, no, when we take a food out that's causing whatever, how it's impacting us, then we start to, then we start to allow, allow the inflammation in the body to heal and, and we can start to notice improvements. And now, didn't I hear you say there's like an episode on your show or a blog post that people can read that walks you through the elimination diet and how to do this step by step? Totally. So it released uh, middle of May. There was episodes talking about how and why to do the elimination diet. We go through the exact steps of what to do, and and part of it is going 100% organic doing during it. I think you've you I'm sure you've maybe talked about this about the about the about the dirty dozen. Um, like if it's if it's cost prohibitive, making sure at least the dirty dozen, the, the foods from the, the environmental working group, that those ones are, um, those ones are for sure organic. I think strawberries, this, this year they had over 75 pesticides on a strawberry, like never, ever get, ever get um, conventionally grown strawberries. They're just, they're just loaded with pesticides. I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> it's so funny. Every time I open like a thing of strawberries, my husband's like, oh, you're having your daily dose of pesticides. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He, like, I, I am so frustrated with the strawberries. Like, my listeners know. And I did talk about the daily. And, like, then the next one's, like, kale and spinach or something. Yes. Yes. And, I know. But and we're like, like strawberries. Oh. And, like, when I was at school, I would find, like, because they always had a fruit and salad bar. And you could pick one vegetable and one fruit. And I was always picking the strawberries. Like, yep. strawberries. It's so one of my goals this year. Or this year I'm planting blueberries and raspberries, but next year my definite goal is to plant big strawberries because yeah. they are, and they're one of my favorite fruits. Mm-hmm. To say nothing of that, I like I have I'll stand in the store for like ten minutes going, I should put these back. These are in a total thing of plastic, but it's fruit. It's good for me. I force myself to eat fruit, but it's plastic. And like I'll stand there for like yeah. ten minutes going back and forth with that debate. To say nothing of the yeah, the- my <laughs> husband keeps telling me at least if I if I have to eat that that I should wash them in, um vinegar water yeah or just not the tap because tap water and you know this is something and it's not about perfection right i think it's we, we we do the best that we can but typically you know you've got 
water that's filled, that's got chlorine and fluoride and, and all sorts of other contaminants, which then are, are can, can be linked to infertility and other diseases. So I use, I use a Berkey, so B-E-R-K-E-Y is my water filter and um, the water out of there just tastes awesome. And now if I happen to have tap water, I'm like, why do I feel so parched? It's like, it just makes you, it's just very dry. And I don't know <laughs> anyways, but uh, yeah, to look just to, to, to wash your, your, your produce. And I, I get an organic box that's, I was excited to get that into my, I live in a community of about, oh, about 30,000 to 40,000 people. So I was excited that um, they were able to, to get my organic box and that's delivered weekly. And it's all sorts of different varieties of all the different, all the form, the farms in my, in my local area. And um, each week it's a surprise. I can, I can customize the box, but each week it's a surprise as to what I get. And uh, I just try to incorporate that into, into how I eat. And the food is organic food is just awesome. <laughs> well, and I've interviewed a couple of doctors and nutrition specialists. And I often think that like one of my challenges is what you were saying about like, no matter how healthy I eat, if I'm putting these other things into my body, the healthy food is not getting absorbed well. And also like, I, I feel like I really need to figure out my gut health thing, but, um, Yesterday, I actually was talking to like this fitness instructor, um, coach at like a local, uh, sports fitness place. And he was telling me, like, I was telling him one of my goals is to finish this marathon. And I always conk out at, at, at mile 10 when I've done it, this half marathon. And I want to be able to go all the way through to mile 13 without conking out. And he was saying that like, if I just, um, learn like what my body needs, but like to eat something every 20 minutes when I'm training, like whether it's like a gel pack or a cliff bar or fig Newton, even just like, he's like, you need to figure out what works for you or like a Gatorade or something. He's like, you're going to push through that. And I, it never occurred to me in my whole thinking about running a half marathon that it had anything to do with what I was putting in my body. And I just always thought I had to practice running longer and like building my endurance. And like, he's like, I guarantee you, if you do nothing different, that's going to push you through. Cause twice I've run this half marathon and I conked out at my old 10 and just like, it was like dreaded the misery the last three miles, both times exactly. And so I, there's so much to what you put in your body. So, and then I have two more quick questions. So one, you're, are you in Ontario? You're in Canada, right? Yeah. Just outside of Toronto. And you're getting local food all year round. Yeah. So these greenhouses that are growing. So what do I get right now this week? It's uh, May, it's May 2nd today, as you're saying. And so I got cucumbers this week, some tomatoes. Um, last week I got some kale and I, I am getting, I guess they're importing though from one of the, some of the oranges are imported, but, but, um, the apples, what else am I getting? I get a lot of broccoli and cauliflower. That's what was in the box this uh, this week. And bananas, but I guess they're imported. But most of the stuff, like as we go into more of the growing season, we're getting more of the living greens and the, um, like I love all the little microgreens, the cilantro and the basil. And then even like the, they'll give me a little basil plant will come in the box, um, which is exciting because I just make a pesto or something with that. And, um, yeah, so it's great. And then, I, yeah, then I also get a, um, I've, I've done it once, so I got to find another one, but I, I got a local uh, meat box. The meat was a little, little weird. It had um, like a lot of skin on it, so I just got, a little, got a little bit wigged out by that. But um, yeah, we try to get uh, local, local, well, all the, all the meat I eat is, is organic and um, it's wild caught fish and, you know, sustain, um grass-fed meat and you know eggs and things like that so try to it's more money but I don't know it's your health and if you're if your health is impacted you could lose time for work and lose you know pay money for health care so to me investing in the preventative side of things is always a good idea especially people with fertility going if you have to go to a lot of people end up going straight they get a diagnosis of infertility and they go straight to the fertility clinic and an average cycle and average IVF takes three cycles at a cost of $60,000. Whereas like, wait a minute, if we actually did an elimination diet, changed our food to organic, made some other lifestyle changes, we can then see exactly what is going on in our, in our, in our body instead of going to the clinic, which to me is the last step. And that's sort of the band-aid approach if you go there first and not, you know, some people do need to go that way. 
But like, what have you, if you're, if you're, you can't conceive, your body's trying to tell you something and it wants to survive, doesn't want to procreate. So let's kind of dig in. And as I say, with the, with the food is, is a really good place to start. And we also have other um, foundational pillars, like looking at your sleep, looking at movement that's right for you and looking at environmental toxins. Like you're talking about plastics and um, things like that. So all, all of that matters. You know, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Um, well, I was going to ask you, like, what's in your box that you like? I'm glad that you said microgreens because my stepdaughter's trying to start a microgreen business. Cool. cool. And, uh, and just to hear all these other things, because a lot of my listeners might be interested in filling your box or doing something like that for, um, their local area. So I think it's exciting to hear about. Yeah. Cause a lot of my, I call my listeners green future growers. And a lot of them are the kind of people that have like extra produce or want to get started, like maybe become a market farmer. You know, my husband and I are kind of in that. He has what I call the mini farm, which is like a third of an acre. And his goal has been to like grow a lot of our own food, all of our own food, as much of our own produce for exactly these reasons, because I'm the organic eater. I love to eat, um, tons of vegetables and just like I said I kind of have to force myself to eat fruit but then like when we have fruit like I can't eat enough of our raspberries when they're ripe and just um we get a lot you know in our orchard we have a lot of fresh apples and things like that but um other things like I find fruit is just really messy a lot of the times buy plums at the store even pears sometimes can be like the stuff just dripping down your chin and oftentimes I'm eating those things when I'm driving and just I don't know. That's my big complaint about fruit. But anyway, uh, I like to hear about those things that, yeah. So they might be interested in like, even if they just have extra produce, maybe they'll like feel like, Oh, if I go out of my way to share this, some other people will be interested in like kale is one of them. Like I said, I think it's like number two or number three on that list of dirty dozen. Mm -hmm. And that's something that grows really well almost everywhere. And like that's what happens to me. Like in the past, like I took like a whole giant garbage bag full of Swiss chard to the farmer's market one day mm. and couldn't like give it away. Like, but that's something that we generally have a lot of. I don't know where I was going with this. Yeah. I, lo- I, I like the, I love Swiss chard. I love, um, just a lot of those ones are basically, well, for, for the, the kale, it sort of just put some olive oil on it or avocado oil, massage it, and then give it a little saute with some garlic done. And same, same, yeah, and same with the Swiss, Swiss chard. You can put a little um, red pepper flakes and some 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 avocado oil and saute it up and garlic again. <laughs> and it is so good. Something about having those green vegetables, I don't know. Like, I have them, and I literally feel like I can jump up and down. I don't know. It just, just gives you energy for some reason. I totally agree, especially like, so uh, this year I didn't really have to buy produce from August until the end of November. And then when I didn't have that kale anymore and access to that, I just went through like this total and like I would walk down the produce aisle and I just couldn't find anything that I felt like would like satisfy that craving. And then I finally bought my first lettuce and I had to throw it away because of the romaine recall. Uh It's just been like this big challenge through this winter. And then my stepdaughter gave me like a tray of her sunflower microgreens mm. and cause when she was very first starting out and she was like, Oh, this didn't produce enough. And just, I took it home and I could not believe how that sustained me through like the month of February or January, whenever it was. Nice. The other thing I was going to say is like one of my biggest, like most downloaded guests, if not the top downloaded guests is, um, this woman who wrote a book called, it's called in search of the next P-O-T-U-S, which is president of the United States, but she, she, her book is really about sustainable agriculture and how she got into it because her daughter had developed an allergy or like was so sick. And they, they found out that it was from oats. Mm. Like it's another one, just like corn. That's in a lot of foods that we don't normally think. And also just like not eating organic oatmeal was like what made her daughter so sick. And she's just been, um, uh, like I said, uh, episode that's been downloaded. Like I, I don't know, my listeners seem really interested in that episode. Yeah, with well, the oats, a lot of times, so that's a cross reactor for gluten. A lot of times, if and so people come to us and we say if if a couple's trying to conceive to both couples, that's both of them. It doesn't even matter because most people that come to see us, it's female factor infertility. 
and the man the man's over here saying my sperm is fine and then every time we look at his blood work so we so we do a blood chemistry review and we can flag things that are that are that are um before they go to, to disease so so to, to disease so with the tools of functional medicine the the reference ranges are 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 tighter whereas in conventional medicine they could be broader so you're not you're not catching it before it goes to, to disease. So we, 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 we do a blood chemistry review and then, um, and then looking to see for the, where was I going with this? Um, um, Oh yeah. And, and so a lot of times we find out that um, potentially there's a gut infection going on with the man. Um, and then there's areas, areas that we can improve. And then a lot of the times we find out there's a high sensitivity to gluten for, for the female and even though it's not presenting as celiac disease, there's non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So equally, equally is a, equally is important and and can causing causing inflammation in your body. Again, if your body is under attack, it doesn't want to pro, uh, procreate. And if you're highly sensitive to gluten, then you want a lot, a lot of the cross reactors. And oats is one of the cross reactors. So we say actually to avoid um, avoid oats, even gluten free oats, because they can be they can be um, um, farmed in the same field close to wheat, and so there's 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 um, a risk of contamination. And then your and then the then the body is is having a reaction to that. Same same with people who are like oh I'm gluten free blah blah, but a lot of times they they can then be um, intolerant to dairy. Uh, which is a, which is a cross reactor for gluten, and usually it's the casein, which is which is the protein found in gluten that they're intolerant to. A lot of times people are saying, "Oh, I'm lactose intolerant," or a lot where more often than not it's the casein that they're intolerant to. Um, so we say to take out dairy and gluten, and then then we can dig in even further. And if you are highly sensitive to gluten, if your partner goes out and has a beer or has a has a, a sandwich with bread, comes back and gives you a kiss, even those crumbs. That are on your on your your lips from the kiss can cause inflammation in your body and can take anywhere from you know it can take weeks to months for your body to, to to reset itself. So so the food sensitivity thing is is something to really dig into. And I think before as I say before going to a clinic to look at look at what you're eating with, with the elimination diet, switch everything to to organic and um, really really dig into that connection so and it, that's the re- reason the, the elimination diet is so good is because it's it's it allows you to see how your body reacts to food because a lot of times we're like oh why do i have a headache every you know monday or tuesday oh it's the x y or z that i had on 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 the friday we don't make the connection it's usually delayed so we never really know we think that you know with with, with skin issues if we've got acne we don't know that the food we had there is actually causing us a, a breakout. And a lot of times people come to us and they, there's a, they have a to- intolerance to eggs, which with poor fertility, everyone's told to eat lots of eggs where you could be intolerant. To, most people, if they are intolerant, would be more intolerant to the whites in eggs. So that's, that's why the, so the, the elimination diet is really good. And then we also do a food sensitivity test and we let, look, the, look at the LEAP MRT that looks at 200 foods and food chemicals. So it could come back to say foods in the yellow, you keep up for 60 days, then foods in the red for 90 days. If it's a high red, we wouldn't even recommend bringing it back in. But potentially as you start to heal your gut and take out any of these inflammatory foods, you can then re-challenge some of those. So it's not like you being on this uber restrictive diet for, for ages. It's it's to you know see how this food is impacting your body. And so um, I think we all have these health issues that we think are maybe normal or are common, but they're not normal. So it's like, well, why, you know, why are we having constant digestive issues, you know, to people either it's either it's diarrhea or constipation. It's sort of like, well, why are we having those things? And um, starting with the food and then digging into the gut health. And we, we use, as I say, those that stool testing and using a targeted approach, using supplements based on the, on the testing to then using about three to four months to allow, allow the gut to heal. So yeah, it's, it so is, like, what are some things people will do to heal their gut? Um, yeah. So depending on what, what they have. So again, it's like looking at the diet piece and then, so for the gut, it's with whatever supplements we would, we would recommend. So if there's a parasite, then we have, if you were to take that to your, your conventional doctor, then they may, may recommend an antiparasitic or an antifungal. And then, and then that will then um, kill all the good bacteria as well as the, as the harmful bacteria. So we recommend a low and slow approach. So it's um, 
you know, it's different for each person depending on what gut infection they have. So um, it could be we use um, it's a number of different herbs that we would use, but they're but they're all professional supplement um, um, professional grade supplements. A lot of times people are using these these different probiotics that potentially could be built with, with dairy and then if they have a dairy issue or a lot of times people are buying their supplements that have fillers and chemicals in them. And if they have an allergen, they have the top allergens. If you look at some of your supplements, you'll see that they'll, they'll say contain wheat may contain soy. So a lot of them contain some of these, these top supplements. So it's really to work with a practitioner there to make sure you're, you're getting the, the right ones and the right ones for you. Cause I think for fertility, you can go on the internet and say, Oh, okay, I need to take, you know, I'll say X, Y, and Z, what to, what to take, but it's, it's a very personalized approach. And we use the testing to then figure, figure that out. Um, as, as a basic thing, everyone should be taking a probiotic and we, and we like make a spore, uh, probiotic. It's a practitioner grade, but it's, I had him on my, my, the, um, uh, the microbiologist from Megaspore, he was talking about, um, talking about the health of the microbiome and then the vaginal microbiome. So it's just kind of, yeah, so it's kind of, uh, Dr., uh, sorry, he's a microbiologist and his name is Karan Krishnan. So uh, from um, my, microbiome, uh, my, Megaspore. Anyway, so that's, uh, that's a cool episode to look at your probiotic. I think everyone should be taking probiotic. Everyone, I think 85% of people are, are deficient in magnesium. So um, taking a magnesium supplement. And then um, looking at um, omegas, so making sure you're, t- you're taking that. That's good for inflammation. And then for, for women that are trying to get pregnant, we recommend a methylated folate. So you don't want to take folic acid, you want folate. So it's a, the folic acid is the synthetic brand, so some synthetic form of folate. So, uh, How do people, like, so one thing I feel like I'm really hearing is like, now they have like very specific things that they can use to measure this. Like, so you take the elimination, you do the elimination diet and then afterwards, is that when you have the stool sample taken and then you can actually diagnose exactly what it is? Or like first you have to enter the foods back or it's a combination or like, how does it work exactly? Yeah. 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 So, so we're, so we're not uh, physicians, we're educators. So I'm, I'm a life coach and a health coach and on my team, I have a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. So our whole thing here is to educate you and we use the testing as, as a, as a foundation to, to give us, excuse me, to give us a targeted action plan. And, and it's really, we work with a lot of medical professionals and people with multiple science background degrees that that are struggling with infertility and they like the the that the, the functional medicine is rooted in science and a lot of um not I shouldn't say a lot of but progressive medical doctors are moving to this this way of practicing medicine because they no longer want to just write a prescription for it they want they want to prevent disease so um so we use the so we use the food sensitivity test to see exactly what you're intolerant to the elimination diet so you can because you can do the food sensitivity test and it could say you're intolerant to some of your favorite foods, which then can be an indicator that you have a leaky gut or intestinal permeability. So um, then again, as you heal your, your, your gut, that, that can start to improve. But you won't really know how food impacts your body until you do the elimination diet. So I recommend really anyone to do an elimination diet to see how food impacts your body. And then we do a Dutch test. It's a dried urine test that looks at your sex hormones and looks at your melatonin and your cortisol levels, especially with infertility. A lot of people have been trying for years and there's a, a lot of stress and heartbreak associated with it, especially if they've gone through through the, through the IVF cycles or multiple failed cycles or miscarriages or loss. There's a lot of heartbreak and a lot of stress associated with this. So we, we really do... Um, I've got a I've got a mind body fertility program a program going right now with uh, just um, helping people integrate uh, mindfulness into their into their daily routine. So that's the so we do the, the the hormone testing to see you know where your cortisol levels are, and then we do the stool testing to see exactly look is there a gut infection going on in there. And then we do a review of the blood chemistry, which then could see. And a lot of times people may may come to us and they've only done a full like a a TSH for their thyroid. So we look at a full thyroid panel. We look at your vitamin D. Um, you know, is your vitamin D low? Why is it? Which is an indicator of your immune system. So it's really, it's a very comprehensive approach, but uh, the whole way along you're, you're, we're educating you to empower you to make these decisions and, um, to, to, you know, to make decisions for your, your health. And, um, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of, as you go through this and looking at environmental toxins. So, um, like your personal care, your your cleaning 
products, switching those over to natural. Um, yeah, and the more you, it's not about doing all this stuff at once. It's as we gradually make these shifts over a period of time. Typically, we work with people for six months for couples to gradually make these shifts. And yeah, you just really, really completely change your, your whole life, which is um, it's quite amazing. And then you're having like total success with people getting pregnant after just making these changes without having to go to the um, infertility treatments. Yeah. So people either get pregnant naturally. I've had people that have been told that, you know, they could only have to use donor eggs. That's their only option. And then we, we work with them. We found multiple gut infections, undiagnosed, undiagnosed autoimmune disease and diseases and people get pregnant naturally. Um, other people with, um, people that have um, unexplained infertility, but they actually have Hashimoto's. So then being able to reverse that within seven months using, using diet and lifestyle. So there's lots of things you can do with the, with the tools of functional medicine. And so either you get pregnant naturally by doing this, or if you do go to the fertility clinic, when you got a 30% success chance, a 30% success of, a, of an IVF working, you increase your sex success because you've identified all these underlying issues as to why, why it hasn't worked. Ooh, I like that. So how much does it cost to go through this with you for six months then? Is there like a program people join or like what are the first steps that they take? Yeah, so basically the first steps, well, they can they can book a call with me and, and we, we can chat to see which program is right for you. And we have three, three, three different levels, anywhere from um, 2000 to 6000 uh, for, for the six months. And there's there's uh, monthly uh, installments that they can they can they can offer there as well. So really, it's it's a very it's a comprehensive program, including you and your you and your partner making these 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 diet and lifestyle shifts together. Because in the beginning, I was just coaching women, and uh, it was even though it's it's female factor infertility, it was missing the, the the male equation where it's like if there's stress and don't, if there's stress if when uh, when there is stress because around fertility there's there's always typically stress and it's sort of to have everyone, the couple on the same page. So they're, 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 um, cause a lot of times the, if the, if it is female factor infertility, the male may not even know, you know, what to do. And the woman's over there making all sorts of changes and going to the doctor and, and, um, and he, he could be there. Usually he's there as very supportive, but he's still affected by, by, by fertility as well. He just may not even be able to say he's, feeling effective because he wants to support his, his partner. So to have both people talking about um, the emotions surrounding this is, is really important. And then both people on board to make the dietary shifts and to make the lifestyle shifts so they can make it together as a unit. And really it, it just brings people together. Yeah. You know, I interviewed um, this amazing young girl down in California, Dr. Catherine, uh, is it Hagedone? Hagedone? I can't remember her name now, but uh, she talked about making superhuman babies and just, she was very, had a very similar approach where they worked with both the mom and the dad um, and just like talked a lot about a lot of the things you're talking about, just like, you know, being as healthy as you can when you're going to bring um, a new baby into the world. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, and just giving that child like the best, um, you know, like start like from the dad's sperm just way back before they even, you know, before the baby's even formed. Absolutely. Working with people. So, well, is there anything else that we haven't touched on today that you wanted to mention? Um, I did really, I have a cool book that I read. I'm not sure if you've read it called the, um, the, the new farm. I just love that book. It was about a, a fellow in um, tr the Toronto area and he has been doing an, he was been an organic farmer for over 10 years and just talking about his whole process, how he set up the, the farm and um, in the early days, how hard it was. And then he'd go to the market and, and then eventually he was able to connect with restaurants in the area. And then um, yeah, he just grew this thing to a, like a really big business. I think at the end he had, um, yeah, it's it was it's just a really cool book in the beginning, seeing how the challenges and how he was struggling, and he was almost going to give it up, and then he just kept going and going. And ten years later, he has this like amazing organic farm, and this was ten years ago when I don't think organic farming was as you know hip as it is now. Um, and so he kind of was there at the beginning as sort of a 
a really cool book that called called The New Farm, which I loved because I'm a foodie. I love food and any I love reading books about food. And and yeah, for that, he was just talking about the farming practices. I just found it really, really interesting. Awesome. I'm going to have to look into that. So there's this uh, couple like I can't remember if they're brothers or they're friends, but they buy a farm and there's like a movie coming out about it. I almost want to say it has that same name. I can't like I said, I had to like restart my computer right before we jumped on the call and like I, my email takes, I have to like open it and shut it and open it and shut it like 10 times before it ever opens. When I restart <laughs> my computer, it's been like this since day one, <laughs> but so I'm not going to try to go in there, but, um, I want to, I wonder if it's the same people because I guess where they're from Toronto too, but cool. I was, I was thinking that I should go to like, so at the end of my show, I have like, it's kind of like a lightning round, but we call it getting to the root of the things where sure. I ask some questions that I was going to say, like, do you have a favorite book or an internet resource or. Oh yeah. I'm like a, I love books. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Um, so for, um, yeah, for fertility, like for fertility, obviously you can check out my website. So fat fertile, I've got lots of resources on there and I've interviewed really like cool people in the functional medicine space. So definitely check out the get pregnant naturally podcast. As far as um, books, you spell Fab Fertile. Oh, so yeah, F A, yeah, yeah, F A B Fertile dot com is the website, and the podcast is Get Pregnant Naturally on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. They can check that out. Um, my book, uh, Fabulously Fertile, um, that's on Amazon. You can check that out. That goes through basically all the the the, the basic steps for diet and lifestyle, as well as your supplement re- uh, recommendations, plus lots of recipes in there um other books that i like i like uh, dr ben lynch he he ta- he has a book dirty genes which is a really good book talking about um the seven kind of main genes a lot of us have and and some diet and lifestyle switches that we we can do to help that and a lot of times people with um recurrent pregnancy loss or even with infertility could have the the mthfr gene so what 60 percent of people have that so he he digs into the dirty genes and really talking about these environmental toxins, looking at organic, looking at all the diet and lifestyle switches that we can make um, using using our genetic. Um, oh, yeah. That was one of the things I was going to mention that Judy Frankel said. She's the one that wrote that book about the in search of the next POTUS is mm-hmm. that the problem with oats is the environmental. Like, I want to say, like, they're spraying yeah. like Roundup on the oats after they've already been harvested. But when they're laying on the ground or like after they're like. I don't know because it makes it easier to like get them to market. Like it's like crazy. Like the plants have grown; they've already like right before harvest because it makes it easier to go into the harvesting machine, or after they've been harvested because it makes it easier to go into the baler. Like it was this crazy thing about them spring toxins and just yeah. I don't know. Like I'm having a big problem with like my mom told me a couple of weeks ago like she's boiling her water. And I'm like, what? You're boiling your tap water. Like, they're having this big problem in her town with their well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Mom, you pay, like, the most incredible amount of taxes. And one of the biggest things about living in her town is that it has healthy water. And I'm like, and in the meantime, I happened to go visit there a couple of times this year. And, like, it drove me crazy. Every time we go to walk the dog and there's all these yards with these dumb little yellow flags that say don't walk here for 24 hours because we've sprayed the thing with weed killer. And I'm like, how can you not think that this is just constant toxins going into your water? And my mom's just as frustrated because she doesn't want her neighbors to use them. And she's asked them and talked to them and yada, yada. And she doesn't spray them on her lawn, but just every time I go down, there's always like three or four houses in each block. So every day somebody's getting sprayed with these chemicals and I, I just like one of my big things, like I want to work on is getting rid of those yellow flags, like getting people to quit spraying those chemicals on their lawn. Yeah. I had, um, uh, Zen Honeycutt from moms across America and she's, she's a huge advocate and of, um, um, uh, yeah, she's a huge advocate for, for everyone switching to organic and really kind of starting at the, the municipal level and, and the different levels in government to be able to make change in your, your local area. And yeah, if, if the, if they're spraying things on the grass or spraying things in the parks that, that, that does impact the health of our children and, and our water supply and all the things in the different areas. So yeah, her, 
her podcast episode was really good because she's she's hardcore. Like her her son had a had a, a life threatening peanut allergy, and she um, he almost died as she was driving him to um, driving him to the emergency doctor. He he was his eye, his eyes were rolling in the back of his head as he because he ingested peanuts by accident, and um, so she she he survived. And then after that, she decided to change his diet, switched everything to 100% organic, and now his peanut allergy is gone. So, you know, another really awesome movie that talks about organic is um, Secret Ingredients. And I interviewed um, the star, the the um, I guess the star of that uh, um, movie, uh, Kathleen DiChiara. So her family had over 21 chronic diseases, and when they went non-GMO and organic, these diseases went away. So this stuff is like it is impacting our health and. Um, yeah, that that secret ingredients movie. Every time I see the trailer, I cry because it's like it, she, but her son had autism. She recovered him from autism. Both her kids had skin rashes. She had paralysis, like all these horrific things. And she, by changing to organic and non-GMO, she healed her family. So it's just a, such an empowering movie. From autism. Yep. He literally was nonverbal. Um, yeah, he had all sorts of things. So that, and she, she's a functional nutritionist as well. So it's, it's, it's food matters. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Well, it just makes me feel like, so I talked on my show a few times about like going through these old Rodale magazines and people like writing into their letters to the editor that you're too political and I'm not reading your magazine anymore. And Rodale's being like, well, we feel like it's our responsibility and just part of gardening is you know, having a sustainable world and just like, this just makes me like, I just want to make the EPA stronger. And just like, I feel like so many of our, uh, you know, like health regulations are like, and like when I go to work and I see the signs in the bathroom that say, you know, make sure you wash your hands and this is how you wash your hands and this is how you take care of this. Like, I feel like we're so lucky that we have those regulations, but I just wish they were a little bit stronger, mm -hmm. maybe a lot stronger. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, well, I, I'm hoping also maybe you can introduce me to that Zen Honeycut because she sounds like somebody that would be a great person. And I'm yeah, going to yeah. check out the Secret Ingredients movie. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, that movie. That's but awesome, I'm an elementary movie. teacher by trade and just like so many things that I've seen them do in the schools and food. And it's certainly, you know, farm to tables, grown stronger, farm to schools, grown stronger. And they're, they're doing so much better. The school, last school I worked in, they were really good about like, you know, they baked almost all the bread. Like I said, there was a, you know, fruit and salad bar every day. And, um, you know, they're, they're definitely making progress, but I still feel like we have a long ways to go. This has just been fascinating to me. Like, I'm so glad you're sharing this message and just, I think it's so important and, and people are going to know, you know, whether they're dealing with infertility or they know somebody who's dealing with infertility, or maybe you don't even realize, you know, somebody who's dealing with infertility. Like a lot of times I hear people like, they're like, Oh, why is this person being so quiet? Or why don't they want to talk about this? Like when you're in that, you don't want to tell anybody no, no. there's like stigmas around it. Like, and I love that you bring in the men because a lot of times, like, you know, they feel like you were saying they might not want to admit it, but they're probably like wondering, is it my fault? And just, you know, so it's helping probably them. And I, I just, uh, I feel like this is so important and just a great conversation to have. And, um, you know, diet is definitely essential. We are what we eat. And mm -hmm. I like that you talked about, you know, the preventative part, like let's, let's be on the preventative side. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 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 Well, uh, tell listeners, I guess like one more time, like how they connect, connect with you and find your podcast and yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, so you can, you can uh, I've got a free, um, a download. Uh, you can go to, um, uh, there's a, it's a free yoga download. So for uh, fertility yoga, so you can go to yoga freebie, F R E E B I E. So fertility yoga to help. And also there is a, um, a free fertility diet, um, challenge I have too. So you can go to fab fertile and, uh, click on freebies and there's, um, there's a, a fertility diet challenge in there and definitely, yeah, check out the get pregnant naturally podcast. Lots of um, talk about functional medicine, so top fun uh, functional medical doctors on there um, talking all of, all about this. And really, it's it's a grass a grassroots movement where I think we're going to look back 20 years from now and go, what were we doing? And 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 so to make these changes, you know, with with starting with yourself and creating a ripple effect of people around you, like what 
starting with the food and looking at organic farming like that is that is such a beautiful place to start because what, what you place on your fork every day does matter and one of my like most awesome guests is mandy girth and she talks a lot about it's the people who support her farm and all the hard work her and her husband and their interns do to bring that food to market so I know it's expensive. I know it's hard, but just anytime you can support that, it's good for you and it's good for your local farmer. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on today and sharing with us and being such an eloquent guest and just teaching everybody and doing what you're doing and working hard and producing a podcast that I think listeners will want to check out or share with people. And don't forget, if you do get Sarah's book, make sure you put an awesome review on Amazon because that will help other people. Or if you listen to our podcast, leave her a review because you know there are people out there that need this information it's going to change their lives and and nothing helps more than giving a podcast or reviews because that's you know helps it get shared and people be able to find it like i hate when i'm looking for a podcast and all of a sudden i find i'm like why didn't there other listeners leave more reviews so i can find it sooner thanks so much for having me it was, it was, it was a pleasure yeah Wow, I totally enjoyed it. So have a wonderful day. And I know my listeners are going to enjoy it too. Awesome. Do you love to listen to audio as much as I do? Have you ever tried an audio book? As a fan of this podcast, you must already enjoy listening to stories just like the other green future growers. Well, the Organic Gardener podcast has teamed up with Audible to offer you a free audio book. Just go to www.organicgardenerpodcast forward slash book or type book into the search bar at the com, and you can get listening to your first audiobook today. Get your copy of the Organic Oasis Guidebook available today from Amazon for just $26.95. And it's got 12 lessons designed to help you create your own organic oasis. Um, it starts with healthy soil. It talks about building an earth-friendly landscape. It helps you understand the difference between annuals and perennials and how to bring in beneficial insects. It talks about fruit trees and just um, all the lessons that I've learned on my podcast mixed with what Mike and I have done here. Okay, what Mike has done here at Mike's Green Garden and just um, I hope that it will help you on your garden journey uh, to create, like I said, your own organic oasis, um, where you can have healthy food and enjoy, um, you know, a very special place. And most of all, it's good for mother earth. Do you know someone who would benefit from the organic gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it. If you'd share the organic gardener podcast with a friend, thanks again for listening. And remember grow local.